Good morning, everybody. It's Lakeisha Jones back again with another podcast. It's Sunday morning, and today I have a guest with me. But today we're going to hit a little bit on all of the um, deaths that uh, we've been having uh, from our black man that's been killed by the policeman and haven't served any justice for their killings. And also, how does this affect you or anyone with anxiety and depression? So we're going to get started and I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves so that you all know who she is. Good morning, my name is Jasmine and I'm also someone who suffers from depression and anxiety, Um, also panic attacks and This is really hitting me hard with everything that's going on in this world. So as we mentioned before, we are two people that suffer from anxiety and depression. So doing this podcast, um, I won't say that it's hard, but it is hard because for us, um, it brings a lot of emotions, um, things that, you know, not saying that we don't care about everyone that has passed away, but um, it's better for us to, you know, just stay away from the situation and not so much, you know, talk about it. But we've decided today that this is something that we want to share because it's important and it's sad. And I'm sure that it's a lot of people out there that do suffer from anxiety and depression that this has really altered your mood to where, you know, for myself, it's put me in a real sad, you know, moment where I just, I really didn't want to talk about it. But today we are going to talk a little bit about some of the people that has passed away. This goes far as far back as Emmett Till. Emmett Till was only 14 years old when he was lynched in Mississippi in 1955 after being accused, accused of offending a white woman, whistling at a white woman. He was only 14 years old. Like, you think... It's back further than this, but this is as far back as documented. And when you think about this situation, if this doesn't bring sadness to your heart, like you have to be a heartless person, like 14 years old. Then as time progressed, there was Trayvon Martin, African-American boy that was just walking home from the store with a hoodie on. So now we're being discriminated by what we wear. Just because he had on a hoodie, he had a drink in his hand and a pack of Skittles. There's no way in the world you can mistake that as being a weapon. That was also um, a very, very sad time for me. Um, I did listen and follow that story. That's when I realized that this, you know, whole thing of our people being killed by the police was just way too much for me. I mean, this this guy was just an innocent bystander minding his own business. And because someone felt 
he was a threat because of a hoodie. His life was taken and cut short. I'm sure you all remember Oscar Grant, 22 years old, New Year's Eve, attending or trying to attend a party on the Bart in Oakland, California, was killed by a policeman, unarmed, already handcuffed, not resisting arrest, and was shot dead in front of everyone. And that also, for me, was kind of scary because I'm from Oakland. And you think about it like that could have been my son or your son or anybody's son. But Oscar Grant lost his life to an officer that obviously um, wasn't, um, you know, like, sensitive of African-Americans like he had no feelings whatsoever for us because how could this guy be a threat that's already handcuffed one thing that hurts me with this story is getting on social media and seeing his children and his his baby mama like how how they just lost this person and and these children won't have their father to raise them and he seemed like a really good father I actually have a list of a few that has been killed in the hands of police officers. And I'm just going to go down my list and share a few. Some I wasn't even aware of because, like I said before, I really try and disconnect myself from this sadness. Like, it's way too much um, for my anxiety. And it definitely puts me in a depression state. To whereas, you know, I sometimes disconnect from everything just so that I don't have to, you know, hear and see the sadness of these these moms that's losing their, their sons and or daughters and the children that'll never see their father or their mother or, or family members again. April 30th, 2014, Dante Hamilton from Milwaukee was shot 14 times by a police officer. Eric Garner from New York, I'm sure you all remember him. He, just like Floyd, both said, I can't breathe. He was he was shot 11 times, or no, excuse me. He said that 11 times that I cannot breathe, but he was illegally in a chokehold when he died. August 5th, 2014, John Crawford from Daytona, Ohio was shot and killed at a Walmart, unarmed. They said he um, had a toy BB gun in his hand. If you're a trained officer, how do you not know a real weapon from a fake weapon? August 9th, 2014, Michael Brown Jr., from Ferguson was unarmed an 18 year old another young black man life was taken shot dead in the middle of the street August 11 2014 Ezel Ford from Florence California was shot three times including in the back and he was also unarmed August 12 2004 Dante Parker of Victorville, California, 
died in a police custody. November 13, 2014, Tanisha Anderson, Cleveland, Ohio, was slammed to the pavement and died in the custody of police. Her family says she um, suffered from a bipolar disorder. So that, when I saw that, that really hit home because that's someone that suffers from a mental illness. And that's really scary because when you think of yourself or myself or someone that suffers from a mental health illness, you think I'm not safe when it comes to the police. November 20th, 2014, Akaya from Brooklyn, unarmed, was also shot and killed by a police officer. November 27th, 2014, another child, only 12 years old, was killed by the police in Cleveland, Ohio, for a toy gun. Toy gun. Also, there was a Freddie Gray, April 19th, 2015, in Baltimore. After um, being arrested by the police officers, he suffered from from a spinal injury, and that killed him uh, weeks later. I'm sure you guys remember uh, Philando. He was the uh, guy with his girlfriend and their daughter, and he was pulled over, and he was driving with a weapon, and he was permitted to have this weapon, but the officer shot and killed him. Alton Sterling was killed July 5th, 2016. And then we come to Floyd George. That was killed this year, this month. Same thing. It was murder. He also said, I can't breathe. This, for me, was a really sad situation because I read a lot of posts where um, it was said that this man cried out for his mother, his mom, you guys, someone that had passed away herself, but This is how desperate he was to seek some help and everybody stood around and did nothing. I couldn't bring myself to watch the actual footage, but just seeing images of this horrible, horrible situation just made me sad and made me realize that this and everything else that we've Seen is just way too much. I'm sure you all remember Sandra Bland, July 13, 2015. She was found hung in her jail cell in Texas three days after being arrested for a traffic stop. That image that I saw was heartbreaking because they tried to say that she took her own life. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Breonna Taylor also gunned down in her own home, sleeping, minding her own business because the police officers made a mistake. Could you imagine 
this being your sister, your daughter, your niece, your auntie, just life taken away in their own home, having nothing to do with anything, just an innocent bystander. This and all of the killings, you guys, have just been way too much. And it's sad. I'm sure you guys also remember, um, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but Botham Jean, the young man that was killed by the white officer, um, that uh, was actually just to serve, but still, he lost his life to a crime that wasn't necessary. And we can't forget about Ahmad Aubrey that was jogging, minding his own business. And just because he went into a, a structure home that was being built, they said he was trespassing. But he hadn't done anything wrong. He hadn't stolen anything. He hadn't um, ruined anything. He was just jogging, minding his own business. When two guys, two white men, decided to take his life. So again, this has this has taken a big, um, you know, damper on my soul because it's sad. Like, and then some, uh, most most of these deaths um, have not received any justice for the killings or the loss of these people. So to know that is a scary situation because what happens the next time? I'm pulled over or my daughter's pulled over or my son or our family members pulled over for a basic tra- traffic stop and the officer decides that they don't like black people. So it's really scary. And for, for myself with suffering from anxiety and depression, it's really hard to see this and to know that this is happening and that it could be you. I'm going to let my guests share a little bit about how this affects her and her feelings with having, you know, anxiety and depression. I went, I want to hit on the social media presence. Um, I've watched Floyd take his last breath. Uh, I didn't want to watch these videos, but when you're scrolling and you come across it, it's just something I couldn't look away from what was happening. Um, same with Ahmad. I've watched this man's life leave out of his body. All of these things are caught on video and there's no justice being served. That just this morning there was protests in Sacramento and the very first video I come across is a man being shot in the face with a rubber bullet, just bleeding everywhere. That's something that affects me for the rest of the day. Like I that's something that my anxiety just I can't keep those images out of my head. Um, So I I think it's important when you're you're someone who suffers to just take a break from that. It's important to see, but at the same time, if it's going to affect you like that, just just step away for a minute and and come collect. Another thing I wanted to touch on is uh, my children. I have two beautiful chocolate girls and when is it too soon to talk to them about this like 
I have a seven-year-old. Should I tell her now what's going on? This could happen to you. Like, when is it too soon to, to bring this up to them? Um, their father, when we were together, every day when he would walk out of this door, I, my anxiety would be so high. I always made sure I kissed him goodbye. It's like, I just wanted him to come home to us. He drove in, in San Francisco. It was just all day I would call and check on him. I just wanted him to come home to us. It's just, it's something that's so scary. You shouldn't have to live your life like that. All just because of the color of your skin. How am I going to explain to my kids that there are going to be some people that don't like you just because of the color of your skin? So this truly, truly um, hits hard for um, the mental health family. Um, It's something that you know, we cannot just easily erase from our minds. And once, you know, we see these things, it's hard to say, you know, I don't want to see it or I don't want to know about it because it's educational. You need to know about it and you have to see it. But given, you know, our health situation and knowing what triggers our depression, um, we are choosing to kind of stay away from the situation and not soak so much into the social media that we are prone to every single day because there is no way of getting around it if you are someone you know that loves to be on uh, social media and it's just you know after seeing Floyd pass away that was like the icing on the cake I was like letting all my uh you know social media family know that I love you and I respect every one of your comments I appreciate what you're doing but I cannot be tagged in anything you know I I can't deal with it it's way too much for me you guys and although um it may seem a little selfish that I don't want to know it's helpful it's helpful for me and I'm sure that it's helpful for anyone else that suffers from anxiety and depression this alone on type on top of everything else that we deal with if you are someone that deals with anxiety and depression it's a mental thing so we internalize everything mentally it's always in our mind. It's always there until we say, you know what? I have to separate myself from these situations and give myself time to collect my thoughts and renew my heart and, you know, just make sure that I'm in a place where this is not going to take over my life. So, you guys, in conclusion, um, we just wanted to briefly put it out there that we are aware of our sisters and brothers being killed at the hands of the police. And we're not just talking about African-Americans, but everyone that has lost their lives to a crime that they did not deserve. So we thank you for listening. And we hope that this podcast was informational to you 
and that you enjoy listening to us. We also appreciate you all and thank you so much for tuning in. And again, like I said, if you are someone that suffers from anxiety and depression, don't feel like you're being selfish because you need to let everybody know that I need a break. You know, I need time out from all of this. Not only with the COVID-19, now uh, racism is just, it never went away, but it's just here and it's real strong and it's really mind bottling. So again, I want to tell you all, thank you. Please stay safe. Um, Avoid the police as much as possible. Avoid going out because we are still dealing with the COVID-19. Be safe. Wash your hands. Kiss on your loved ones. Tell them you love them. And make sure, make sure that your mental health becomes first and important to you. Thank you all for listening. We love you and we'll see you next time.